welcome back to the Limehouse podcast. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm um, epically, epically tired, but I'm looking at two dogs that are Sparco on the sofa. So I uh, don't know what I'm talking about. They look really knackered. They've had a long day. Um, so this episode this week is uh, it's a good one. It's uh, Pamela from uh, Pillow Queens. I'm super excited. I've just got off talking to her now. So uh, from a Zoom call. And we had a we had a really, really good chat. You know, went went in deep about the song songwriting process and the, the lyrics, uh, the guitar sounds, and what have you. Um, yeah, it's super exciting because they've got a really genuinely great album. It really is genuinely fantastic. I, I spoke to her a little bit about how it reminded me of Always, um, and uh, I don't know. I can't quite remember. If, if I said or not, but it basically, it, it you give it one listen, it's great. You give it two, oh God, and three or four, five, six, seven down the line, it's really it takes on a really deep personal part in your um in your heart. It's a really personal album. It's great politically. It's really cool. Um, uh, personal personally, it's really cool. Talks um quite openly about sexuality and and, and what have you. Not uh, and, and the church, but not in a aggressive way just in a more sort of personal way. So it's really cool, it's a very romantic edge to it. I think you're gonna really, really dig it. We also talk, um, yeah, a little bit about Alvi Reddy. Uh, I'll, I'll call her Alvi Reddy, because I like calling her Alvi. Um, and Alvi, so who I've had on the show previously, the producer of her music uh, produced Pillow Queen's album. So that was cool, which I was, um, that was brought to my attention. I didn't know it, idiot that I am, but there you go. Should have done really. But anyway, yeah, how have you been? I hope you have been well. Uh, as I said, like, Alvi Reddy, if you, you want to listen to that podcast, it's available, along with some other ones. Maybe maybe I throw some other ones that aren't musical at you. You've got Paul Salapek, the guy, the Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist who's slowly walking the earth. And I'm not even joking. That's what he's doing. Had a really great chat with him not so long ago. That's available in the Limehouse podcast library. Uh, also, who who else would you would you like? Do you, do you like classic, very classic rock? What about Bernie Marsden, dude who coined some g- cracking uh, <laughs> rocking hits, seventies and eighties. Here I here I go again. Do you remember that song? Here I go again on my that guy. Do you like sport? I've got a chat with Jonathan Agnew, the cricket guy. Go and check him out. But yeah, fundamentally, just look after yourself, really. I mean, it's a tough old time, isn't it? God, it really is. It's insane. God, yeah. Flipping heck. It's been full on. You know, getting rid of Trump, which was monumental, to say the least. I will not lie. I was pretty certain that he was going to get in by hook or by crook. By crook. Uh, Yeah, and what have you. Uh, I'm glad he's gone, obviously. But what does worry me, and I don't know if it bothers, worries you at all, is is a bit of the crowing, you know, a bit of the uh, crowing from the, I, don't, I say left, left, or hard left, or whatever. Just whatever. Basically, people who are exceptionally happy that he's gone. It, it, Got to be careful here not to overdo that, you know, that, that element of, hey, motherfucker, you're dead, you're out. Um, it, 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 because it just 
is a little counterintuitive. I think build, bridge building is essential here. And I think why I say that is because it, it kind of translates over to this country, man. Because you know, we're going to have some divides coming up over Brexit again, because that's coming up very, very soon. We've got to get that deal over that deal. <laughs> if, it, if it's no deal again, we're going to be at each other's throats again. And I'm a fine one to talk because I've spent years talking about Brexit and how much... I think people that voted for Brexit are idiots, um, which is factually incorrect. It's not true. I was misguided and a, and, an, and a fool, an idiot. I was an idiot for saying that. And I have done in the past. So I think it's important that we try and maybe understand why people voted um, for Trump. And there are very nuanced individual reasons for that. And, in, you know, we're not all there's no collective. We are individuals. And we've got to be really careful. We've got to show some love and compassion to those people that voted for the for the reasons that they did. And it's not always straightforward. Anyway, just thought I'd put that out there. And I've got it off my mind now. You can you can crack on with the rest of your day. Before I go, as I said, you can listen to some previous episodes. You'll be doing your ears a lot of favours, I believe. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. The Limehouse Podcast on Instagram, or you can find me on Twitter, which is at Limehouse Pod, at Limehouse Pod. And if you feel like uh, dropping me some abuse, please feel free to do so. The Limehouse Podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, look, guys, look after yourself and uh, look after yourselves. I'm tired. It's been one of those days. And I'll see you uh, hopefully Sunday. When I will bring you a conversation with Sean Conway. He's an adventurist. He has got a story. My God, he has got a story. <laughs> Look after yourselves. Bye bye. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, what's the crack? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you you tell me. I'm in one of those. I'm in one of those mood. Well, I'm in an all right mood. I'm. I mean, it could be worse. Definitely one of those. I've got a two year old, and she's just basically spent two and a half hours being super super jealous of her um, cousin uh, brother cousin brother kind of thing. <laughs> brother and cousin. Like, yeah, brother cousin. Yeah. And it's just I'm like, not going to oh. ask any questions. So <laughs> yeah. I'm from yeah. Ireland, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was born a fairground baby. So, you know, what you going to do? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Pamela, good to meet you. Good um, to meet you. How, how the devil are you? I'm grand. I would. I don't envy your circumstance because I came home when I was a bit like all groggy and stuff. But I have the, you know, freedom to just kind of curl up and do nothing for the evening. So <laughs> nice, nice. Are you in? Are you in employment at all? Is the is the band making enough dough to keep you going? Or um... oh uh, no, uh, yeah no. I'm in employment, and today was very uh, a very um, physical day. <laughs> manual labor what what, what do you do Uh, i just do temp work for um uh, an educational research place so it's it's not very interesting (laughs) manual manual labor well that sounds i thought you were gonna say gardening or something i'm a gardener so i was like oh i thought you were gonna oh wow brilliant we're both gardeners or something you know i have i've yet to chat with a fellow gardener 
but my oh. my quest is not at an end it will go on forever and ever i hope that you um, find your gardener someday so so do i i'd love it if it was monty don that would be bloody marvelous like just go in right at the top you know <laughs> the mother the mother of all gardeners uh, <laughs> um yeah so guys it's great to have checked in with your music my god i'm like as as is the norm it's it's six music um although actually i think that's a lie actually you know i heard you guys through your um pr company oh prescription um, yeah prescription and that was a while ago actually that was a while ago and i was um and then uh i, I just I, I heard the name pillow queens on six music and i was like oh hang on I, and then i went through my emails i was like oh yeah 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 there we go cool um and it was um uh holy what's it called holy um, show holy show and uh oh man i was like this is the shit this is <laughs> really really good and i've been listening to the album for a, for a wee while now but the um today at work i refreshed my memory and i was like this is such it's oh man it's got it's it kind of reminds me of you've already probably heard this a trillion times but it kind of but the first time I heard Always, like it's got that kind of, uh, ah. real, it's got that real momentum to it. Like it grows on you with each listen more and more and more. Um, I usually like, like, you know, albums that, you know, I, you know, when you go in, you expect to just like love it immediately. But for the past couple of years, it's always the albums that I have to listen to like a couple of times that I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is, this is one of my favorite albums. I remember when I heard um, Frank Ocean's- one, one second. There's there's quite a lot of crackling on your line. Is that the phone or it, it could connect? just be my microphone um moving around, so I'll try not to move it around very much. Okay. How's that? Is that is that better? Is, I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean it'll probably start up again, but if it does I'll just have to interrupt you again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so where were we were talking about um the album the, obviously the album and <laughs> and how it affects me and how like basically it um well not affects me how it affects millions of people but um, millions <laughs> right well, it, it will be won't it though it's, it's got it's got that sound to it man it's got like a really anthemic kind of feel to it that's going to communicate to a lot of people but i um, hope if, so if you can remember well yeah can you remember what you were talking about whilst i waffle on like a oh drunk lunatic oh yeah no i was just saying that like i remember when i heard frank ocean's um blonde for the first time i didn't really like it like i was like hmm. oh i don't really like this album and then yeah it after several more listens i was like oh wait no actually it's one of my favorite albums of all time <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know why that is i think i think if you've got the ability I don't know. I've definitely grown into that now. I think have that there's been sort of 15 years ago, I probably would have, um, I still would have liked it, but I, I wouldn't have, I, I don't think I would have had the intellectual capacity to really take apart the lyrics for starters, but also, um, I think it's just cool to be able to just sit and be patient with an album. Yeah. And I think as you grow older, you kind of become more patient with that kind of stuff yeah. and you kind of worry yeah. about all the other albums that you, when you were younger you kind of just wrote off because you didn't like them on first listen so yeah i can only imagine how many like golden opportunities i missed because i was impatient 
Yeah. Oh my god, that crackling's still going on. I'm so oh. sorry, Pamela. Okay. I don't know whether it's the the connection can, into the phone, perhaps, or I the can phone's moving one of around. Your phones. I'm gonna see. I'll see if that helps. Oh, okay. Has that helped? Yeah, that's got to be better. Pamela. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's slight, like slightly less quality, but there's no sound. Um, by the way, do you know what? I'm probably not going to take this out of the podcast. I, I mean, I, every single time I do this, because Zoom, the age of Zoom, there's always a technical issue. And I think yeah. people kind of find it, they find it amusing if you get to the bottom of it. What they don't find amusing is if you just fucking carry on, you know, with the <laughs> crackling and stuff. It's hilarious. But um, yeah, thanks, technical issues, for um, ruining our momentum. Um, where where in the devil were we? God. Um, no, yeah. Was it Frank Ocean you were talking about? Yeah. 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 Because, uh, yeah, I think if you could all, if we could all go back, I mean, I think I had the advantage of perhaps um, just being limited to uh, maybe 40, 40 albums of vinyl when I was growing up with my dad's record player. Um, so it wasn't really, and there, you know, there wasn't any, obviously it wasn't streaming or anything like that. So it's like, we literally listened to Fleetwood Mac Um or like Elmore James or what have you and some Led Zeppelin. And then that was it, dude, on the radio, you know. Mm. So now there's an awful lot to choose from. It's a little bit too busy, I suppose. But when a great album does come along, it has the advantage of being so good, it just stops you in your tracks and makes you stop, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. I do I do what miss I the f- days where you like you hear maybe one, perhaps two songs, and then you're like, okay, I guess I'll have to buy the album and have no right. idea. And it would be quite a huge investment because they're quite expensive. Um, I'm just like, well, I hope this is good. Like, mostly <laughs> they were like when I'd hear like one or two songs from a band or something or a, a musician, it would always be like the album would be pretty good. But I did have a few stinkers um, that I was like really re- regretted getting. Yeah, definitely. I had that with Nick Lowe, funnily enough. There's an album of, album of his called Jesus of Cool. Mm. And there are some un- just mind-blowing songs on there. Brilliant. But then there's some really weird things on there. But that's the 70s, you know, like, yeah. I guess. <laughs> you know, it's like, even for some of my favourite artists from the 70s, are like, there are some wonky old tracks that they throw out there. Because it's kind of like, they were allowed to do that, you know? That's why you um, should always, like, never put your nose up at a best of album. Yeah, you'll, you'll never yeah. be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I like or a best of gig, man. Like the, a festival gig, rather. Like yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh man, I still maintain um, the Manic Street Preachers at Glaston Glastonbury Festival was a gig that I didn't go to, but I heard from my tent, and it was just unreal. And I, I wasn't even a massive Manics fan, but I was like, Jesus Christ, this is ridiculously good. <laughs> Oh man. Um what was the like the first few albums you ever got into when you were a nipper? Well, my the first album I got was um Americana by The Offspring. Oh sweet. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's it was a fantastic brilliant. album. Um oh, it yeah. scared me. The artwork kind of freaked me out. I think I was that yeah. young and I was like quite freaked out by the by the cartooniness of it and I was like, Oh, oh this is eerie. Um and then after that, I just kind of went full tilt. Like it, I would give my parents a list of, at Christmas of like all mm. the albums that I wanted. 
And eventually I'd get pulled aside and just be like, I know it doesn't seem like you're asking for much because you're just asking for CDs, but these CDs amount to this amount of money and you need to rein it in. <laughs> and I was like, um, for sure. Yeah. It's like, okay. But that, that album would have been a lot of money, wouldn't it? Because it's from America, yeah. right? It'd be like, oh God, I, 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 I can't remember. It wouldn't, we would have, I can't remember if we, we would have been in the pound or the euro at the time. Yeah. I definitely didn't buy out my money. <laughs> it was definitely uh, <laughs> a parental yeah, buy. <laughs> man, I remember going to HMV, like American albums were like 15, 16 quid. But, you know, it made sure you oh, damn like, listened to them. I, I would, we, like, albums would have been like in the 20 mark. But that's, I guess, is the exchange rate. But, um, yeah, they're very expensive. Yeah, yeah that's nuts. The value. <laughs> like, you, Americana's a brilliant album, man. Like, I, I love all that. I love that sound. They, they were changing quite a bit of that sound as well, actually. They were, uh, I don't know, like, you wouldn't say more mature, but I guess maybe, yeah, maybe more mature. I really like that. Well, that was the album with Pretty Fly for a white guy on it. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a mega hit, wasn't it? That was like, <laughs> yeah. give it to me, baby. Yeah, uh-huh, oh, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It didn't really, Yeah. all the other songs were not that. So if you were going in expecting like kind of that rocky rap thing that um, yeah. America American bands were doing at the time, you weren't going to get that. Is that album got the um, uh, the Kids Aren't Alright on it? Am yes. I imagining that? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I love, I love that song. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's got that kind of really fat post-punk sound to it. Yeah, super, it. super fat. Yeah, and and just and a bit erratic as well. The they sure. did a cover of Feelings on that album, like yeah, a kind yeah, of a yeah. punky version of it. Yeah, it was weird. They did. They totally did. God, that's bringing back memories, man. Yeah. I might spend a bit tomorrow listening to them whilst I'm on my country walk. <laughs> you know, shout out some offspring lyrics. See how you like that, Kent countryside. <laughs> um, your million pound house bastards. Um, what? So, so did you ever? Were you ever affected by uh, Ramones or anything like that, or the Undertones or what have you? Um, I would say that I had a Ramones T-shirt, mm-hmm. but I didn't listen to the Ramones. <laughs> oh and no, you're terrible! I, you're yeah, te- you're terrible! terrible. You... I was terrible. Um, oh no! What was the what, what was the other band that you? The, um... the Undertones from Derry. Oh yeah, well, my 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 uncles were like punks, so right. um, they them and like stiff little fingers, they would be like, I mean, they still follow stiff little fingers around. Wow, amazing yeah. band. <laughs> yeah, I lip and love that band so much, but um, yeah, they've got some, they've got some really like um, I don't know what you call it, but unsung songs like unsung songs doesn't make sense i think that like to me they're not unsung heroes but it's kind of like that they're not on enough of a pedestal for me they really should be because they've got some masterful songs they really are real like songsmiths those guys yeah but um like how old were you before you what so in the because this um it was i was initially meant to be speaking with sarah tonight mm-hmm. but what what's your what's your, what's your function in the band, Pamela? My function, um, I would be singer, and I switch between guitar and bass. Oh, sweet man, yeah. that's an interesting live. We used to do that. I used to be in a band that did that actually a lot. Actually, it's, it can be quite cool. Some people think that's quite um, 
like for the live setup it can be quite complex and break things up and stuff but when you think about it so many people dick around with tuning yeah it's like by the time some people have tuned their guitar you can have like everyone could have swapped instruments five times and you get a chance to reset and the audience get a chance to reset a bit um it's mostly when, just so like you... who wants to lug another bass amp around you know yeah. one will do we were we <laughs> yeah. would like before like early on we'd be switching the guitar as well i mean instead mm. of having our own like setup and stuff um which would be actually more trouble than it was worth because mm. you know you have your own pedal settings and and like sarah would have her pedal settings and also you know early on you'd be in venues where they're small enough that you don't you know where the pedals are is not really a huge issue because you're probably like right next on next to each other on top of each other but when we start playing like bigger mm. venues and festivals and stuff it wasn't um it was logistically it couldn't happen so we were just like okay i guess we're gonna bring another amp <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh my god that's a commitment yeah so when did the guitar first come into your life then well see i wouldn't um categorize myself as a, a guitarist like like a a very I wouldn't say I'm a guitar player it it's more mm-hmm. of a tool in order to write music um so in saying this please don't get any like ideas of my ability but I did start learning around <laughs> the time when I was like seven <laughs> wow uh, okay yeah. that's early but uh yeah I got lessons from like a guy that lived around the corner from me um for like a few years I think but I never mm-hmm. was like I was always very mediocre <laughs> I was yeah. I I I know the chords and stuff but I I yeah like when it came to the theory or when he was trying to have me do anything a little bit more complicated I'd be like no and then I just gave up I just you know um I didn't want to do anymore and it was like the guitar was put away for years years Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't until I was a teenager that um uh I had like a real urge to write music and Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I'll I'll dig out the guitar um I think it was after I saw I I started listening to Katie Tunstall (laughs) I was gonna gonna say what who who got who got your your yeah who got it going again yeah like I was still like hugely into like all different types of music um but I started listening to Katie Tunstall and I was like I want to I want to try do this as well so like I just I dug out the guitar and like I had the basics and I started writing songs and then I started just like uh writing and writing and then eventually performing and and then yeah joined bands and you know here well, that, here i am now i'm interested with katie tunstall man because a lot of people uh i don't think a lot of people have forgotten about her that certain people may or may not have i still um think about it from time to time i think about it because i remember when she was first around she was definitely one of those I want to, I use the word loosely, but pioneer was someone who was using the pedals as loops and stuff. Mm. And I remember when she was in Jules Holland, it was seen as like this kind of semi-revolutionary kind of um, solo artist. And it, and it, and it was, uh, it was really cool. Like I was like, this is fantastic. Um, I mean, debut album, whatever, brilliant and all that, and all that jazz. What was it that you saw in her 
that really, really got to you, do you think? Uh, well, I saw the Jules Holland and I think oh, well, there that, you go, man. that was when I first saw her play. And they he, they actually played it on last week's Jules Holland as well. And I was like, oh, all the memories coming back. And just like, mm. this was the performance that like I was thinking, I don't know what it was about her because it wasn't as if I didn't listen to other, um, you know, female guitar players, solo acts. Um, yeah because I did but I I just when I was listening to her music I was just like I think I can do this or like I think what what she's doing I can do no I never ventured into the world of the loop pedal thank god Mm. I don't I don't don't have the uh I don't know I wouldn't have the patience for it but um yeah I saw her and I just started thinking hey I'll give it a go Yeah, I think that's quite cool because there's an entry level, um, there are all loads of different entry level artists, aren't there, you can fall in love with. Like mine, I don't know, I don't really necessarily know if I had a specific one, but um, first guitar, the first song I learned on guitar, I think, was um, Someday, a song by um, Steve Earle. Mm. And that's, again, like three or four chords, but it's all the good ones. So you've got like the, the, the major to the minor in the chorus was like a G to an E minor as a songwriter yourself, you know, that progression is sweet. Right? Yeah. It's like that, you know, the melancholy um, and the lyrics that go with it are about like this hometown boy and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? But it always sticks with you. I love that. It's that importance to carry that, um, that influence with you. Even not necessarily if it comes out as, in your songs but just as it's in your soul you know it's a part of your touchstone like a cornerstone of, of who you are it's quite cool yeah yeah i like i like i, I think that's because i'm a sen- sentimental old man <laughs> um at 39 what like what about in terms of songwriting when did that first come about when you first joined a decent like when a, a band that you'd sort of be able to say okay this has got like six months to a year in it this band well, the first band I was in was kind of formed around me because <laughs> I was I was I was a solo act and I was gigging and um, I eventually was like, OK, I need I need a band because it's very lonely. Um, and um, so it was always a case where it was in the early days, it was just kind of like, let's get these songs that I've written and just kind of build around them. Mm. Um, which I'm glad isn't the case anymore because it kind of, um, it, it leaves, it leaves very little room for, um, kind of experimentation or, or like changes. Everything was kind of like, you know, this is how it is. And I think it w- for the most part, it was probably because I was very insecure in my ability as a musician. Um, where because I was just like okay well I've written the song with these chords so I don't know what you mean by a key change because this this is what it's done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah yeah um, yeah so but it was good like we had a good run and and like stuff uh, as we went on stuff kind of um changed and like our abilities changed together like we were all very young at the time mm. um and so what, then, like eighteen nineteen that kind of thing. Well, I think it was like when I was like 17, because I remember because um, we we went to school together. Well, our we we went to school together and there was another guy from a different school. But the um, 
yeah. the during the summer and actually throughout the year, the groundskeeper of the school would secretly let us in to the school when it was closed to let us play in the uh, the newly um they got a grant for this like music room that was never used ever <laughs> so we were oh, just really? like well we're gonna freaking use it like has all this equipment. Yeah. and we were like well, who's who the hell is using this place um so yeah that was that was class <laughs> right God, yeah. I bet. so i was having a chat with someone not so long ago about music class and how in i mean i'm 39 I don't know how you are, old you are, but when I went to school, I went to a Catholic school and the and basically what it was was music school or lessons were like semi-torture. You know, these terrible ancient Casio keyboards and you just had to, and they would play you Mozart and then go, can you play? And then they'd show you the notes. Then you just sit there and just go, I don't know, like dun-dun-dun-dun, <laughs> dun-dun-dun-dun. And then you just be like, oh my, oh my sweet God. You know, but... Sounds like you probably got a little bit more out of it than that. Well, I never actually got into the music class because okay. it was full. <laughs> so I did <laughs> right, economics okay. instead. Um, but yeah, yeah but while I was in school, it was very much that. That's what I heard from the people that were in music class. And I think mm. when they got this, and, and nobody who did music in school was allowed into the new music room. I think they right. had built it for like... Um, uh, night school college courses or something like that so it was just okay. like it was like, there but it's like that moment in spinal tap it's like you know don't what about that guitar no don't you can't look at that guitar can i can i point at it no no don't you can't point at it either yeah it's exactly that <laughs> okay. it's exactly that yeah. whereas yeah. we'd be yeah. we'd be in there secretly not taking anything or anything right yeah, yeah sure yeah <laughs> Man, they'd have man, like little was... bits they'd have like a big giant box of plex oh really or like everything that you you just like oh i can't believe i have to go to a music shop to buy a capo they have a big giant box of capos or like oh, some, it, some leads now it was all stag but like hey man don't just stag <laughs> i've got a couple of stags uh symbols man they as, as long as when you're recording you put the microphone way way over <laughs> there they they sound fucking great man free plectrums i bet they were like the really crappy orange ones that were super super lightweight right? i do remember them being like too hard but you know i wasn't gonna put my oh too up. hard too hard's better than too soft i've got to say with a plectrum that's oh, that's my understanding I, well, yeah i i have my like what what's my preferred i think it's like is it a 73 or something oh i have no idea i've had the purple ones for years <laughs> just the hard the hard purple ones with that tortoise i've like had them for like god knows how long but i don't understand i mean i get why they differ in in um in thickness and what have you but I like the hard ones. Yeah. And plus, when you start wearing the hard ones down, you go, I'm a rocker. <laughs> I've, I've I've worn that fucker right down. Look how hard I am. I've broken a few ones and I'm just like, wow. What? Have you done that? I, I, I think they just were poor quality black drums. But, I, but in my <laughs> okay. mind, I was like, yeah. I rocked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, mom. Look what I did. <laughs> okay then dear um yeah so when it was like um because like lyrically this album is 
so dense in a, in a, but not dense as in a long long way not like like i don't know like a dylan or a springsteen like you know 60s 70s but like it's so it's really on on the heartstrings isn't it and it really draws from personal experience like um spiritual not spiritual but like the there are certain songs that really do cast a lot of questions upon some of the your like background in terms of like catholicism and what have you or spirituality in terms of its more corrupt side right yeah yeah and that i really love that i love i fucking love it that's cool i think we're very lucky in that regard because like for for this album myself and 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 sarah were would like have the songs where I would like to write the lyrics or Sarah would write the lyrics and we're very lucky that our experiences were so similar. We kind of looked at things in similar ways that it didn't seem to, you know, they didn't seem too different from each other, that we were kind Mm. of on the same wavelength, but also giving kind of different ways of, of, of articulating it. But like, yeah, yeah. It would it'd be a bit mad if, like, you know, we were completely different sides of the same coin. It wouldn't really work, would it? Yeah, it, would, I mean, it, especially wouldn't, with... it wouldn't flow as well. And we'd have to say it was a concept album. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That old word. Yeah. Whenever an artist does that. Oh, my Lord. But they, they are. I'm, I'm just trying to find some lyrics here because they are so fantastic. I really mean that. I've never done this before with someone, by the way, just like gone through lyrics. <laughs> it's just like, um, <laughs> it is really, it's really cool. I like the one. I really like gay girls. That's fantastic. And, and the chorus of that is, I love, I love, I, I spent the whole night. Thank you. I spent the whole night. Thank you. I spent, what, what, um, what is that in terms of like, in the context of that song? Can you ex- like expand on the chorus a bit in, in, in gay girls? Cause I really, really love that. Well, for, the the chorus is like I won't worry about the gay girls that bit yeah 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 uh well the chorus for that kind of came before the the rest of the song um it was like the hook that kind of um made pathways into the verses and and what the song was going to be about um I suppose there were just like lyrics that were kind of like rolling around my head. And just feeling like, okay, okay, um, this is going to be a song about, uh, you know, the feelings of 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 yearning and and lust when it comes mm. to be being like a, a queer youth, and mm. how perhaps it may not correlate with like the your religious beliefs, but I don't think the song kind of pushes that narrative too much because. I, I, I like I don't think we wanted it to be about be you know hey we're gay fuck God you know that that wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't the intention at all but um yeah it, it it was kind of we used more of the language of uh of of religion or like that kind of thing throughout but this throughout, it, it is it's clever. It's like for me, it's it's steeped in irony. But I don't know if it is or not. Whether or not, whether or not you're trying to 
get that irony across as such but like i i pray for them i wring my hands and stuff like that i pray for them when i wring my hands um what is that is it because it might it this is a funny thing right how lyrics and ver- choruses and things mean su- mean different things to different people and people take things in different ways in my head i can see someone like a like yeah like a teenage girl perhaps lying in bed um praying for their sins because they're gay but have i completely misread that yeah and i think that's the imagery that we wanted to put across but it wasn't necessarily exactly what the song was about because like the song inherently is Mm. personal it's about personal experiences um Mm. and that kind of imagery and um utilizing the 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 kind of religious aspect of it is is more of a tool i think for that song um yeah and because i guess like when when it was written it wasn't like it it wasn't written in a way where it's just like oh i'm still feeling these things about you know being queer and uh mm. you know religion wasn't the case but um using using that imagery and not necessarily i don't think it comes across in a hugely like negative way as in like philippines versus the church (laughs) but no it's it's, um, it's got that tint tint of nostalgia little tint of nostalgia um Mm. but yeah i guess it is kind of you know praying that kind of imagery of like praying for someone uh and and their feelings i don't necessarily think it's 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 you know praying the gay away (laughs) yeah yeah it it, like it's not something that we're unaware of when we're saying it you know we i i like i like people's interpretations of uh, like i like it to be as wide as possible I quite yeah I agree man I think that's also like in good in in good songwriting there is space you know um for interpretation in in many ways just like good jazz it's not the it's it's the notes they don't play okay oh dear but yeah I always reduce things to comedy I'm such an infantile (laughs) child but um yeah it is um it is it's cool i love it um i recently chatted with martha hill um on on the podcast who's a um she's on the six music playlist as well uh, along with alvi reddy which is quite cool uh um, alva so so alva yeah i call her alvi because she let me and i was like why do I, I you call yourself alvi i call her al Roretti. oh <laughs> <laughs> she's actually italian um she owns yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like just call yourself alvi surely she was like yes yeah, some people used to call me that and i was like can i call you alvi then like, yeah yeah okay then just feck off um just like that she said it just like that um but yeah it's cool what well, the other thing about this album that i think really needs highlighting is the guitar sound um it's it's definitely since um a long time ago since I listened to a Pixies documentary was um, talking about how um, I've forgotten the damn guitarist name now, of course, but he's, you know, how he, um, they just had this insane sound that is very much away from separate from the music, but also obviously 
within the sound, within the music, which is a really strange thing to say. But that's what I love about the guitar sound in this in this album. It really cuts through and has its own character. Um, is that is that you? Is that Sarah? Is that somebody else? Is that the producer? Who? How did that whole? How did that work? And that's um, for the most part, that is Kathy McGuinness, the okay. the lead shredder. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's cool that you talk about the Pixies because like when we first started the band, like that was kind of the first band that came to all of our minds that we wanted to sound like. And uh, yeah. and she she even in in Gay Girls in the I think it's in the in one of the choruses, uh, like her guitar just kind of leads away from everything else and got, kind of goes off on its own little tangent while yeah. everything else is still happening and it's probably one of my favorite parts of that song it's just like oh there's a there's a whole other song happening <laughs> at this moment in time and it's amazing um but yeah so kathy yeah the guitar sound that she comes up with is you know it's always amazing she's always tinkering um mm. with with her pedals sometimes in an angry way because she can't get them to work but um, when she does get them get them working, it's pretty pretty class. And and Tommy McLaughlin, who was the producer on the album as well, like yeah. what he can do to the sounds of guitars is, and he's like he's a guitar producer. Um, okay. Uh, is is like amazing. Like he just kind of he'll 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 just do something mad and make a guitar make a noise that you never thought it could make. <laughs> I I love I love that about great great guitar like Weezer kind of had that but in a more condensed fashion I suppose on that first album and then particularly Pinkerton like mm. there's some really cool ragey guitar sounds but not ragey that sounds like Rage Against the Machine <laughs> I'd like to state that they are nothing like Rage Against the Machine <laughs> do not email in the show blah 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 etc etc um yeah I, I love that I think that um I think it really cuts through who who's so does, has Tommy worked with other, I mean, anybody that I would have heard of in, in terms of other artists or bands and what have you? Uh, well, he worked on um, Soak's first album. Um, oh, okay, you supported those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. So we were, and, and Tommy plays live with Bridie. Um, so it was, it's always, it's always fun. It's always fun. Too much fun. <laughs> um, and uh, he produced Alba's album as well. Oh right! Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. I told, I told, I was just testing you. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm an idiot. I was like, yeah, yeah. That that's so cool. She's got such a good um. She's got such a good sound as well. I love, love gorgeous I, sound. Yeah, it's really cool. Again, I when I um, I tried not to use this expression too much because I I don't, I don't want it to sound like corny and people to get tired and bored of me saying it, but. There's um a thing I call like a, a drug song that sounds so good when you hear it it's like take it it's like taking drugs well <laughs> but um I said that about a couple of her songs I'd definitely say that about I would say there are definitely five singles that you could take off this album not that you're probably gonna take five singles off this album it's not like that happens anymore but um there are there and there's there's just so much potential I mean you're kind of like spoilt for choice I mean what what which songs have you released now? Because I can't keep up. I, I uh, can't well, keep you know, if they can't release five songs, and I'm, I'm gonna prove you wrong because we probably released that amount. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we've been going for so long, like a lot of the songs on the album 
had already been released. Um, so Gay Girls was. You've been released. going what? Four years is it? You've been going? Yeah, four years. Now nothing yeah. that old was released. Almost. <laughs> we we didn't leave those older songs on the album, but um, uh, so Gay Girls Brothers, um. How do I look? And then with the album, Handsome Wife and Holy Show and yeah. Liffy technically wasn't released as a single, but it did get its own like little video thing. Okay. Yeah. So they've been around for a blooming long time. Though. Yeah. Yeah, they have. <laughs> and yes. So, in- so interesting. Sorry, carry on. Um, Yeah, no, I, like, I think it's, it, it is, I guess it's, it, it's kind of, like what has to happen now is bands in this, these day and ages when you're constantly kind of told that you need to be releasing singles all the time, all the time, all the time. When it comes to album time, you're kind of just like, well, we've released most of the music that we have. Um, but luckily I think, you know, what we had in this album, we were able to kind of put together in a way that it, it does kind of feel like one piece of, like art and work god yeah it's, it totally fits together yeah i didn't know about the history of these songs so that's quite interesting to me because so many obviously bands do it in, in different ways and what have you but yeah to to have it must kind of feel a bit weird to you to go right well the album's out and everything but in your head it's like it's been out for a on and off kind of like for a while right in like in, in different life yeah like i mean we've know. had the album since i guess the beginning of of like March, late March, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even before then, if you even feel before, like you yeah, like, have have these songs you've given yeah. for so many years, it's like I know. Um, a lot of the songs as well that like they would be old in terms of like we hadn't released them, but we'd been playing them since the beginning of the band. Like we would have played them at our first gig. Um, mm. but had like if you were to hear what they sounded like then. And then what they sound like now, they are kind of they are completely different songs, um, yeah. Which have been like reworked over 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 time, just us being like, it's not good enough, it's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the attitude you need if you're going to yeah. be a record breaker. But um, yeah, it's cool. So I mean, in terms of like lockdown or what have you, because it's been months and months and months now. Mm. The and you've had these, you've had this album, obviously on the for freaking ages it's like what what's the new there must be new material is that is would that be right in saying like a, quite a bit of new material i should imagine uh well not, not a, help checked your <laughs> it's hard to be creative in lockdown okay oh for fuck's um, sake pamela we do, we come on some, we have some um <clears throat> new kind of stuff that we were working away at um we hadn't like it would have been fantastic if we could have been like for the majority of the whole lockdown we could have just been making music together Mm. for the whole time but that wasn't a possibility so um we couldn't do that but like we've kind of shook the cobwebs off like in terms of you know oh should i start writing new music kind of stuff yeah so we've we Mm. we had we have a few that we're working on at the moment and we like that we have like the only upside of the whole no gigs thing is that we know that we have space to kind of flesh those out and make them mm. sound the way we want them to sound rather than kind of just keep on rushing to the next gig and the next gig and the next gig, um, yeah. which was usually the case. But somehow we 
that worked but it, it's nice to have the the kind of time to roomiate with some with songs mm, for sure i mean talking about going from gig to gig and how that's been decimated um i mean not to make you too teary-eyed but <laughs> like when when did it start happening for you guys live when did people start like getting it and, and digging it and and when did the people start turning up to watch you well i mean i sound like a dickhead if i say this but like it was the first gig the first gig oh wow you are a dickhead yeah <laughs> the first dick. gig was like to be fair like we kind of manipulated a situation where we knew there was going to be people there because it, we we it was we organized it and we're just like we're gonna organize our first gig yeah, we're you paid people on. to come, didn't you? Yeah. Well, we we yeah. made it in a benefit for a, a charity for dogs. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. And we put we put on some like like crazy good bands, <laughs> and <laughs> we're just like, well, they have to come now. And and I think we released our first kind of like demo like a week or two before, and it was it was crazy because like we had people singing. Our songs back to us um like i think there was only three songs that we released but like people singing rats already so it was just like oh cool and that hasn't stopped like with rats anyway like and then after that it was it was just a case of just being constantly asked to play gigs and we'd be constantly saying yes because we needed to get our um you know sea legs i guess um for sure is can i just ask if that's because um obviously sound Obviously, it goes out saying, you know, I can't imagine what you were like in the beginning, but I mean, I'm, only, I'm going on what you are now. And if it's like, I can't imagine it's changed that much. But do you think it's also because of um, you, are you an all, you're an all girl uh, band, aren't you? So do you think that is also yeah. quite a unique thing, isn't it? It's like, fuck me. I have I think I've in my entire life gigging. I think I only gigged with maybe two no, one um, all-girl band, and that was the Ramonas, the female cover band of the Ramones. <laughs> like, that's quite, it's quite unique, your, your setup in your band. Like, did you, did you get that from the it, get-go? It, I mean, or? it could have been the case, but, like, the gig, I, I, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, say that it isn't the case, but, like, when we put on that first gig, um, it was mostly women that were playing, and those mm. bands that were playing were, to us fucking huge um so i don't think it's the case anymore that it's um or like it's becoming the case that it's not very unusual to see anymore like that i Mm. know of so many like all women or all non-male bands i'm gonna have to get you to give me a, a few yeah can you give me a few so i can remember them Okay, so this is um, there's an amazing band from from Limerick. Now they're 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 so young, but I feel like that shouldn't be the first thing I say about them because they're just fan fucking tastic. Pow pig. Um, <laughs> Sorry, say that again. Pow pig. Pow pig. Pow pig. Oh wow. Okay. P o w pig. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you froze in a bit there. Sorry, you froze a bit there for a second. Oh, have I? Sorry. No, it's better um, now. It's better. I think we're back. Yeah. So it's Power okay. Pig, and then and any others? There's a band called Girlfriend. Yeah, oh. I know. I know those guys. Yeah. Are you sure? Because you might be confusing them with Girl Band. I think. I think it's Girlfriend. I yeah. think. Um, they, if they've got any airplay, 
six music wise, mm. I think I might have heard them. I don't know if they I have. Could, I could be. Do you know what? It's probably just an album track. It's probably a track <laughs> of a song, and I've gone, yeah, I know them. So, girlfriend, and and who else? Um, there is a band that are around at the moment called um. Okay, you might this might be a struggle, but it's uh, Irish for Queen, so it's Ban Rian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So B A N or I O N. Okay. Cool. Nice one. Yeah. Well, no, that's cool for 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 people listening, but also for me. So I, um, it's a bit of homework because that is is part of what I'm trying to do on this show is trying to talk to people that have either got on the first run of the ladder, or or aren't even on the first run, but they have a really fantastic sound. Yeah. So that that's. That's proper cool, man. That's proper cool. And what was it like touring with these bands? Um, well, it's always fun. Like mm. I do, t- I say to people a lot because I like we do often get questions about like the music scene and in Dublin in particular, and like why is it so good? And I mean, usually, you know, why my, is it so good? Why is it? I don't know. Why is it so good? I think it's always been good. It's it's yeah. just uh, it's people are looking at it now or listening to it now um which mm. is fantastic and it's the whole irish music scene it's not just dublin um which i would always start pre prefaces like it's not just dublin and if you stop your search at dublin you're gonna have you're gonna lose out on, on, a, on a lot of fantastic listening opportunities but mm. the 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 greatest thing about it is because i guess because the country is so small and it's not that it's not as if there's like not shit tons of amazing musical acts that are coming out of the country, but mm. because it's so small, the music scene is technically so small. You rub shoulders with these people all the time, like right. from any genre. You have a relationship with like so many different people. So the greatest thing is that it's just so much crack (laughs) like it's just so much fun to be around you're always gonna have like just a good time and yeah it's it's never it's never not fun you know and you always know someone who knows someone and then you're just you know lifelong friends a tight community is just it is very tight yeah yeah, yeah. I, the thing is, it's like because when I was doing gigs back in the day, it would be like we'd come up from Guildford in 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 the, the south of England up to London, which isn't very far at all. And if you if you found a band that was like from Woking or I don't know Farnham, which is adjoining towns, you'd be like, oh my god, you're from Woking or you're from Farnham, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man, whatever. Like there's because of London, there's a there was it was very in, intense competition, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of that. So clearly that is the opposite case in, in Ireland, which is fantastic. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's competition. It feels mm. like a it feels like a community more than anything else. Yeah. 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 God. So jealous. <laughs> so fucking Here, you jealous. never know. It might like go to shit in a while, like we'll all get up our own arses, but um so far so good. I just don't think it's in I just don't think it's in the Irish DNA. I think it's absolutely the, if as soon as that were to happen, you'd just basically be annihilated by, you'd be taken down a peg so quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, tall poppy syndrome, you know, we can't be doing that. Right, yeah. Uh, do you see her now? She's getting well ahead of herself. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, before before we go, I'm just trying, I, 
uh, I'm trying to think of something to end on, a question to end on that isn't like so boring and cheesy, but it's really hard. <laughs> it's really fucking hard. And I don't want to go like thinking well, I didn't, oh fuck, I didn't ask her that question. I, ha- I don't write down questions because it's just such a terrible way to do an interview. <laughs> like it's so bad. You get stuck on the questions, you know, it's bad. <laughs> but um, no, I mean like a, an obvious one, but I don't know, it always quite opens up a few, few funny doors. It's like the success of an album because it's, it's doing pretty well, right? And, right. and you're getting a, a lot of, um, I don't know, wind in your sails, so to speak. Um, what's that feeling like when your art starts getting taken reasonably seriously, man? It starts taking, it's being taken into the hearts of so many people. Um, well, the physical feeling is that I get very tight in the face. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's very surreal, but also I would never be like, and totally unexpected because we put so much work into this and mm. we like, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have put out a turd, you know? Um, so it's like, it's kind of like well, very, yeah. yeah, uh, it's very appreciated and it's, you know, it, it does make you just feel very, um, like you try to stop yourself from being like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm. Um, mm. People love our art. Uh, instead you get very tense and just being like, no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's only fine. Um, but it, it, <laughs> it, it, it feels like it, it kind of, it makes it worth all the work and the kind of, you know, sticking out on certain things and, and, mm and you know making certain decisions it makes it makes it really worth it and yeah for sure you know i i can only imagine like we got i think we got put on the rough trade album of the year list mm, and I uh, saw that, yeah yeah so i was just like that's cool i like that um but well, like that's a he- hell of a yeah it's a hell of yeah. a thing to happen isn't it? but you also have to kind of you got to rein yourself in a little bit as well because you don't want to start getting disappointed when things don't you don't get on other people's end of years list and just be like why aren't we on it um you have to remember yeah, a bit that of addiction. Like, you know it is well received the people who have heard it has said have said that they liked it so just mm. work on that you know and then you can just move yeah. up from there. Like it's, um, it is it is a very nice feeling though to to have your work appreciated and being told that you did well. Well, you know what you've got, Pamela. You've got relevance, mate, <laughs> and that's what ninety nine percent of the world don't have, who are artistic. And it's and when I when you've got it holy dear god hold on to it and appreciate every second of it i guess i'm not telling you to by the way that's more (laughs) for the wider world it's like oh man you know we're all fighting for that really and if it's Mm -hmm. not in art it's in it's in it's in love if it's not in love it's like in in job in your job it's like you're always always looking for that relevance and and fitting in so you found and you found your your niche you found where you fit in you found an audience it's uh it's a really cool thing. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm very happy for you, man, because it's, it's a righteous sound. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I can't, ble- I can't believe I used the word righteous. Righteous, yeah, I was taken aback Ugh. by that as well, but I'll go with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I sound like a weird DJ. 
from like the 50s or something. Righteous oh sound, this, uh, you, <laughs> yeah. hell yo. You gotta listen to this new Buddy Holly track. It's righteous. <laughs> Super. Um, yeah. Anyway, look, thank you so much for your time. Thank uh, you. You'll have to come back on the show at some point. I'm, I'd love to come and see you guys live. Oh, <sighs> you're playing down at... You're playing 21, aren't you? You're playing the um, Lexington, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I freaking hope that goes. I right. hope so. To be too. Honest. I hope so too. I hope even like <laughs> even if it has to be like delayed at some point, I just hope that we get to play at some point next year. That would be I ideal. Man. Before Let's I go, I'll it. say I, I appreciate your um um colour coordinated uh, books behind you. <laughs> Was that a lockdown decision? Because we I also did no. that. <laughs> Yo, did you? Brilliant, mate. No, I, I did that ages ago. Um, my, I've, I don't know, I saw it at a friend's house and my wife was like, why don't you do that? It'll, it'll basically keep you from being a dickhead for an hour and a half. And it actually stopped me from being a dickhead for about four hours. Yeah, it, it takes actually takes time. more time than you think it will. Yeah, and then it becomes frustrating because they're all different sizes and then you have to cut the books up and burn them. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Just like, is this grey or a very light blue? You know, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Google, how to stack my books color-coordinated. Oh, oh, there isn't a way. Google hasn't told me. How do I do it? Google, do what I... are the colors in the rainbow? <laughs> what order do <laughs> yeah, you go in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we're living our lives now, man. Like, ask Google, do you know how to, like, fucking do anything? No, well, Google, the internet's down. What am I going to do? Yeah. Oh, am I geez. ever going to know about this extra freckle and what what it means? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i spend so much especially with covid right you know because our health scares and stuff everyone's getting so you know is how long should uh, how many times should a healthy person cough a day or something yeah so, yeah oh shit am i blinking too much oh my god um anyway uh so okay pamela thanks for your time mate um, thank you uh, do, do you do the social media or is that someone else uh we kind of like mix it up but it is mostly sarah <laughs> okay well i was gonna say i'll see you on social media but i'll see sarah on social media i mean i will see it i oh, have okay. access cool <laughs> keep keep your eyes open man i'll be sending some i'll be sending some love your guys way okay awesome nice one mate enjoy your evening i will you too thank you for your time
never saw it coming Like the start of the autumn rain Well, well, well There goes the summer